Other people have tried this, but there's been some bias and some flaws in the methodology. So Stanford has tried this in Santa Clara, University of Southern California in LA County. So we really learned from what they had done, kind of maybe learned from their mistakes. And so this will be the first true methodologically very sound prevalence study in the United States. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. We hope all of you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy during these uncertain times. As you know, tomorrow, Friday, May 15th, the stay-at-home order for our state will be lifted, and businesses outlined within Phase 1 of the Jefferson Back-to-Business Plan can begin operating under strict guidelines and with restrictions in place to ensure the safety and well-being of employees and customers. Last week, Auctioner Health announced the launch of a COVID-19 prevalence study in Jefferson and Orleans parishes to better understand the spread and impact of the virus. This information will be incredibly valuable as our economy begins to reopen incrementally. Auctioner has been on the front lines of this pandemic since the start, providing care for our residents and undertaking a variety of studies to better understand this virus. This week, I spoke with Dr. Leo Swanee, Senior Vice President and Chief Academic Officer for Auctioner Health. He was generous enough to give me his time to discuss the prevalence study, the reopening of the economy, and how Auctioner can support businesses as they begin to reopen their doors. It was an enlightening conversation. I hope you enjoy. Dr. Swanee, thank you so, so much for being on the show. My pleasure to be here. Well, uh, first and foremost, how are you? How are your loved ones? This is kind of an exceptionally challenging time for our community, and I always like to start and just hear how people are doing. Uh, we're doing fine. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, we've come a long way from when March, when we were really getting inundated with large volumes of patients. I'm a pulmonary critical care physician also, so uh, worked some shifts in the ICU and, and uh, um, I tell you, it was inspiring to see how Asher nurses and physicians came together and faced the crisis head on. And just, I always tip my hat off to the nurses and, and what incredible bravery and commitment to be there for the patients. And uh, so that obviously has been very uplifting. Uh, and then my family and everyone is doing very well, thank God. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Last week, you announced that Auctioner is expanding testing to get a better sense of the prevalence of the coronavirus in Jefferson Parish in New Orleans. Can you talk a little bit about the antibody testing and how does this work? How can people get a test? Uh, this is exciting. Uh, it's very exciting. So, you know, one of the things that we, a blind spot for us as we take on this fight against COVID is we don't really know how widespread it is in our community because we're only testing people that have symptoms. And now we've just are expanding testing to people who may not have symptoms. And as you know, early on in the crisis, we didn't even have the ability to test. And we also know that many people have very mild symptoms and probably don't go to the doctor for it. And some people are asymptomatic and actually have no symptoms. So this study is to give us an idea of, okay, what is the true prevalence in our community? How widespread is it really? Uh, and by which groups? Are there certain groups in our community that actually have a more disproportionate share of the burden? Are there certain areas in our community which 
we really need to focus on and spend a little bit more uh, attention on. Other people have tried this, but there's been some bias and some flaws in the methodology. So Stanford has tried this in Santa Clara, University of Southern California in LA County. Uh, so we really learned from what they had done, kind of maybe learned from their mistakes. And so this will be the first true methodologically very sound prevalent study in the United States. Um, and what it'll tell us is two big things. One, how close are we to herd immunity? And herd immunity is this concept that once two-thirds of the population gets infected by the virus and you built antibodies against it, you can no longer spread in that community. And obviously, if we develop a vaccine that's effective and we vaccinate two-thirds of the population, it can no longer spread in the community. So knowing what is the true prevalence and how widespread this community is very, very important as we plan and look forward how do we fight COVID-19 together. I think that's amazing. And I just, I really want to focus in on the fact that you're saying that this is really the first kind of testing anywhere in the U.S. and it's happening here in the greater New Orleans region in Jefferson Parish. That's yeah, very- Yeah, no, I think that is a, that, that's a big kudos to Oxner and Oxner Academics. And Renola, we partnered with an organization called Renola, which was some local uh, um, entrepreneurs that also are helping us uh, with, with the study. So it is a, it's a real statement to the, the talent that exists right here in, uh, in the, the Greater New Orleans area. That is just amazing. I love to hear that, especially working for JEDCO in Jefferson Parish. We love to hear that kind of news. How do people, how do people get this test? Um, what, what kind of test is this? Is it a, a nose swab? How, how does it work? Yeah, so we invite everybody to, to go online to testnola.org uh, and you can register. Now, now, not everybody who registers is going to be tested. So, so on the first day, because of uh, uh, great citizens that we have in our parish, we had 50,000 people sign up for the wow. study in the first 24 hours. But we need that. We need a giant pool. So then what we want to do with the study is create an exact mini Jefferson Parish and many Arlene. So that by geography, by age, by race, by ethnicity, we represent the exact model of the parish, just as a much smaller scale. And then that way we can know exactly the prevalence. So we want a lot of people sign up. We're gonna choose 2,500 to 3,000. Uh, if you qualify, and we're looking for people 18 years old or older, you you could you may have tested for for COVID nineteen, but it must be negative. We don't, we don't want anyone who's already tested positive. And it's okay if you've had symptoms and said, you know, I think I had COVID nineteen, but I'm not really sure. Yes, we want you too. Uh, that's perfectly okay. You you come in if you get selected. You'll you'll have two tests. One will be the nasal pharyngeal swab. It's the molecular or PCR test. That'll tell me, are you shedding virus and are you infected right now? Uh, and like I said, there are some asymptomatic carriers, so we'll get that group. Uh, then you'll have the antibody test. That's a blood draw, okay? just like any other blood draw you had, real quick. And then that will tell me, anytime two weeks and beyond, did you have the infection? Uh, and so that way I'm capturing anyone who had the infection in the past and anyone who has the infection right now. Wow. Uh, and so that's how the test works. We give you your results within 48 hours. 
you'll get your results. And it works real quickly. You know, we had, so we, our first test day was Saturday and we were giving people results by that afternoon. Um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And what are you, and I don't know if you can share this, but what are you seeing? Are you finding that there are a lot of people who had it and didn't know? Or, I mean, I'm not sure if that's something you can share. But. A little early to share. Yeah. A little early to share. So <laughs> stay tuned. I'll be happy to come back to Jedco when we have the results and can talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy to share because I've already told the local officials, uh, President Chang and, uh, and Mayor Latoya Contrell that we'd be happy uh, and are sharing the data with the two parishes to work with their public health departments. And, yeah, we'd love to have you back. That's great. I'm, I'm excited to hear the results of this. I think that's it's just so interesting. And, and I had seen that you had already started administering tests. I think I saw on social media this morning, 350 tests. So yeah, our first day of testing was Saturday and we, we tested over 350 people at three sites Saturday, Lakeview, Driftwood and Kenner. Uh, and Algiers. Uh, and so we'll be testing every day this week through next Saturday to make sure we, we get, we need a minimum of 2,500. Goal is 3,000. Uh, and of course, we have to have the micro perfect uh, uh, scale of community for Jefferson Parish. And how, how do you do that? I know you said that there are, you know, thousands and thousands of people that have signed up for this test. Are you, you're looking for specific types of people to t test. Can you talk a little bit more about how you select? Yeah, so, so we've partnered with uh, a group called Public Democracy out of Washington, D.C. They have all the demographics and analytics in our, of our communities. They do this actually for political campaigns. Okay. And they have the algorithm that, that is working in the background that says, okay, we have tested they're in zip code 702, uh, there's 10% Hispanic, so we need to test 10% of Hispanics in that zip code so we can wow. represent that zip code. And so they, that computer algorithm actually selects out. And that's why the more people sign up, the better chance we select a uh, appropriate and representative uh, population. It is pretty cool. That's really, really neat. Um, and so your initial testing will be for 2,500 to 3,000. Will you expand this or is it just, or is this just kind of a study that's going to be the kind of the, the micro version of Jefferson Parish in Orleans? And so a prevalence study is just one moment in time. And so when we finish the results, we'll know how widespread the virus is in our community this week. And as you know, we expect sometime in the, in the near future, we will relax some of the social distancing. We obviously will have to keep, be, be cautious for a long time. Uh, and some of the businesses will reopen. So we'd like to come back six weeks, six to eight weeks later after we relax some of the social distancing and do another prevalence study. Okay. See, hey, how much more widespread in our community has occurred. And that, of course, would be very, very helpful as we think through how do we safely reopen. That's great. That's, I think that's fantastic. This testing is especially important as businesses begin to reopen and as we get closer to that stay-at-home order being lifted. How does this test and other testing play into the reopening of the economy? Yeah, I think we, we touched it a little bit before, knowing how 
how widespread it is through the community will tell us how close we are to herd immunity, which actually impacts our models as we do modeling to, of the spread in, in, in the community, but also gives us an idea of, you know, if we are at herd immunity or getting close to herd immunity, we realize, oh, well, in six months, uh, we may be okay. Uh, I suspect it's going to be a long ways before we get to herd immunity, and that's important too, uh, that we realize that. So we make plans about how do we safely reopen. And then also, we also will know which communities geographically, by race uh, uh, and ethnicity, might be impacted more than others, which also should inform the way we, as our public health officials and health systems, uh, approach uh, our battle with COVID. As you may know, Jedco and Jefferson Parish worked closely with health experts, including folks over at Auctioner, to develop a comprehensive strategy to get back to business. We worked with a lot of officials from all of the Jefferson Parish hospitals. Um, one of the things that we really want to stress to, to, to the community um, and to people as we start opening these doors is that... Um, as we're doing this as safely as possible and that the hospitals have weighed in and that they, they are informing the plan and making sure that we know when it's the right time to get back to business. And so can you speak a little bit about capacity at Auctioner and, and where you guys are in terms of, of being able to, to handle a reopening? Look, we all know and we all anticipate that as we relax some of the social distancing, when that happens, that there will be some increased spread in the community. So uh, there's two important things that we need to realize as we re relax social distancing. One is we all, every citizen has to do their part to wear their masks, maintain the six feet, even as we return back to work, wash our hands and, and do our best to avoid contracting the virus, uh, and, um, and it's spreading the virus. I mean, we're all responsible for that. And, and even as we go back to work, that part of it doesn't go away. The other part of it is our health systems, so to prevent us from getting overrun, we need to be able to have the capacity uh, and the appropriate amount of personal protective equipment, ICU capacity to be able to treat and manage our, our, our patients. Uh, we're we're over the hump, and at Auction, we developed a model based on ICU admits and, and um, hospitalizations so we can model the utilization of hospital beds. That model has been very predictive, so we follow that model, and, and some of you may have heard of r not RT, which is the spread of virus in the community. And as long as we keep the r not less than one, uh, we don't have a problem with overrunning the health, health system. Um, and so that is kind of our goal. So I think every citizen, every business, everybody plays a role in keeping the R not less than one. We don't have issues then with the health system getting overrun. Um, we have been having decreasing cases uh, uh, at Auctioner uh, for the past two weeks. Uh, we've had a decrease in hospitalizations, uh, decrease of patients in the ICU. Uh, and so we're kind of positioned to be able to handle a small bump. The key is it has to be a small bump. It's heartening to know that we are at least getting back into some, it's going to be a while, but there is a semblance of normalcy that's coming back and we're in a, in a place and we put these, these systems in place where we should hopefully feel comfortable starting to reopen. 
I think the key is, and this is a very important concept, as I, I, I tell everyone who listens, it is a new norm, and we have to learn how to live with this virus for some time. Because uh, as, as we stated earlier, it only ends one of two ways. We develop an effective vaccine and vaccinate two-thirds of the population, or it spreads through our community and two-thirds of the population have already been infected and we have herd immunity. Mm. Until then, the virus is going to be in our community. And so learning how to manage and keep it at a slow simmer is very, very important because we also have to get back to business. And what would you uh, be telling businesses as they start thinking about opening their doors? You know, again, they have a responsibility. If we, if we don't want to have to go to very stringent medication uh, uh, methods to control the virus, like stay at home, every business along with every citizen has a responsibility to monitor their area, their work areas, to make sure we're wearing our masks, we're respecting six feet of social distancing, that we're washing our hands frequently. Peer pressure can be a powerful thing, but we really do need to, in a nice way, make sure that we, we all respect and honor the things we need to do in the new norm so we can return to work. Businesses are looking for guidance and support as they begin to reopen their doors. And it's coming from a lot of different places, including Auctioner. I know that you guys have developed a number of tools and programs to assist businesses as they reopen. Can you talk about some of the available opportunities for businesses to partner with Auctioner for support? We have developed a, a, a plan to help businesses. We have three levels, level one, level two, and level three, depending on the business and their needs. So we're trying to really uh, curtail it or, or specialize it to the business. So you may be a small business and just want level one type, where we'll have a virtual employer clinic powered by the Auctioner Care Anywhere. We have uh, information uh, line and symptom tracker that we can offer uh, to your employees. And then we can have expedited appointment and scheduling uh, um, both clinic uh, or virtual visits. We can also provide in level one on-site temperature checks, on-site health screening, priority testing and an expedited turnaround time, access to personal protective equipment. Uh, uh, because it's hard to get sometimes, and access to education, signage, and resources. And then on the level three side is, is really a, a very, this is more catered to very large employers uh, where we really kind of work with that employer to meet all of their needs as they bring their large operation back. It would encompass a lot of the things that look with at level one, uh, but, just, but just more detailed and, and partnered, a true partnership to meet your needs. That's, that's wonderful. How, how do people, um, if, if a business is interested in that, that, that resource, where can they go to, to maybe sign up or, or get more information? So, right, three easy ways. One, they can call 1-855-542-9108 or they can email employersolutions at ostra.org. Or they can visit the website at www.ostra.org slash employer-solutions. So either way they can contact and one of our business development uh, reps will speak with them. Um, I read that Auctioner has over 30 clinical trials and studies that are related to COVID-19 that are underway. Uh, can you tell us anything about some of those studies? I, I know that's a lot to talk about, but certainly it's exciting to know that Auctioner is, is doing so much to really understand this virus. Yeah, I'll highlight a few. Uh, 
Look, since New Orleans was one of the epicenters, one of the early epicenters in the United States, you know, Asha, we really felt that it was our responsibility as an academic medical center uh, to be on the forefront and lead some of the research that developed new therapies. So we've partnered with a lot of the drug companies to do the clinical trials here at Asha. So uh, we've done two anti-inflammatory trials. So we know that one of the reasons that people do poorly with COVID is they get this over-exuberant inflammatory response to the virus that shuts their organs down. So there's two clinical trials on underway ongoing at Oshawa now looking at anti-inflammatories to control that. We've also uh, are participating in a kind of a national registry on the convalescent plasma. You've probably heard a lot about convalescent plasma. So we're, we're actually taking donors at Oshawa. If you've been in proven infected over 28 days, you can come donate at Oshner. And then we are actually treating our patients as part of that registry trial. Wonderful. We also have done a really neat prophylactic trial to see hydroxychloroquine, which is the, the infamous drug uh, that Trump has, has promoted. Uh, but there may be some good uses for it. And one of the things we think where it may be useful is to help prevent uh, frontline healthcare workers from getting the virus. And so this is a large multi-center uh, trial, uh, and we're one of the sites participating in that. Uh, we've participated in remdesivir, which has been on the news to see, you know, is that an effective treatment? And as you know, it's now been uh, approved and being distributed for use, uh, and we'll be one of the sites uh, receiving remdesivir to treat our patients. And then we've, one of the things we're blessed at Oscar is we have the epic platform, this huge database on all our patients. And so we've been able to leverage that uh, uh, database to do outcomes research on trying to decide who's at risk, what are the, what can we do to impact certain risk factors, and what type of therapies that we've done in the hospital, how they've impacted the outcomes. And so there'll be a lot of publications coming out soon uh, from what we've learned. That's fantastic. And again, what we love so much here at JEDCO is, is hearing that this is, this is something that's happening here in Jefferson Parish and, and in our greater New Orleans area. It's just, it's incredible. Um, how does it make you feel to be a part of all of this? Well, look, I'm incredibly proud of academics at Oxnard. Uh, you know, uh, Oxnard Academics is for many, many, many years been excellent at education. Uh, we have our partnership in the medical school with the University of Queensland where we trained over 480 medical students in our four-year program. We've had residency programs where we train residents and fellows for many years in pretty much every specialty. Um, but in research, uh, this has been a big leap forward for us in research where we really are on the cutting edge of leading research for COVID and really spreading uh, our knowledge throughout the U.S. and the world so everybody can be better prepared to fight COVID. And yes, that's coming from Oxford right here in Jefferson Parish. Love it. Love it. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked that you'd like to mention or, or share with our audience? No, just that Oxford is your partner. I mean, we, as, as the largest healthcare provider in the state of Louisiana, we really do feel it's our responsibility to be part of the solutions. And so we're, we're here to partner with businesses to be part of solutions, and we obviously are here to care for our citizens. We certainly are, are so excited to see 
um, these, these studies come out and see this, these partnerships continue to advance. I just want to thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you for your time and, and for all the work that you and your team are doing to, to keep our community safe and healthy and kind of get us back to some level of normalcy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. A special thanks to Dr. Swanee for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. I'd like to mention again the efforts of Auctioner Health and all of the hospitals in our region. We thank our healthcare heroes for putting their lives on the line to take care of our community. Jefferson Parish has always been a destination for world-class healthcare, and Auctioner Health is a very big part of that. We salute those men and women who are caring for our residents and doing their part to understand this illness. Thank you. As I mentioned early in the show, phase one of the Jefferson Back to Business Plan will begin this Friday, May 15th. We're encouraging our businesses to take a look at the Jefferson Back to Business Plan along with our Back to Business checklists, which provide guidance, standards, and recommendations for businesses, including some which are industry-specific. We have also developed checklists that businesses can print out and put in their windows so their customers know the measures they are taking to keep everyone safe. You can find all of that information at www.jedco.org slash COVID-19 updates. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite podcasts. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at kscram at jedco.org. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week. Stay safe and healthy out there.